Hello and welcome to Age Space Money, the podcast that gives you insights, ideas and perspectives on anything to do with elderly care and finance. I'm Annabelle James and I'm the founder of Age Space, which is a one-stop online community for anyone caring about their elderly parents. And I'm Jason Butler. I'm a personal finance expert and author of Money Moments, Simple Steps to Financial Wellbeing. Really nice to see you again, Jason. So this time we're going to talk about equity release, which, you know, it's it's something I hadn't, you know, I just hadn't even heard about it until I started getting involved in all of this stuff. What is equity release? Well, very simply, it's when you release equity, the value of your home, without actually selling the home or moving out of it. It seems an absolute no-brainer. Why wouldn't you sell parts of your house to fund later life? Ah, well, that's uh, that's a misconception because you might not want to sell part of your house. Ah, OK. Right? Most people's biggest asset, or certainly one of their larger assets, is their own home. And we've obviously the value of properties going up in the last 20 years. I mean, you know, it doesn't take a long. I mean, a, a broom cupboard in London is quarter of a million pounds, isn't it? Yeah. Without a car parking space. Yeah. So a big family home in perhaps one of the home counties or Brighton. Uh, I think our videographer today comes from Brighton. And I don't think you can get much from in Brighton, can you, for, for a couple of hundred thousand. So it doesn't take much for people to have a large amount of um, housing equity built up when they get in later life. And let's face it, there's a lot of people who have not got overfunded pensions. Mm. There's actually two types of people. There's people who haven't got enough in their pensions or people who've still got a loan outstanding on their property mm. when they either are reducing their working uh, earnings or completely stop working because of health or uh, disability stops them and continuing to earn. So they've got a mortgage. But then, as I say, so so whether you're trying to replace an existing debt that you can't repay, or you need to tap into the equity in your property to meet your needs, equity release is a, is a bona fide uh, way of planning, but it's certainly not the first port of call. Okay. Now, now, I think it was last year, about £3 billion was released from people's homes through equity release products. Limey. And they reckon it's going to double in the next four or five years. Mm. Yeah. So how do you go about getting an equity release because there are different types aren't there and yeah. there are different ways to access it and there are different different paybacks and different yeah well first involved. of all before you think about going down the equity release route you have to say to yourself why would i not sell my home mm. and downsize okay so that's the first thing so right. let's think about why 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 someone might not want to downsize so ideally selling your home downscaling it buying another home for lesser value and releasing the equity, that's the cheapest, simplest, easiest route, okay? okay? That's the simple route. But there's a whole host of reasons. When I was a financial advisor, when I worked with clients, why they didn't want to necessarily sell their family home. It could be because they wanted enough space for their wider family to come and stay with them. Yeah. That, that's yeah, very important, isn't it? Your health and well-being and happiness and having people around you. Um, I mean, I live in a four-bedroom house, but we've always got a succession of people coming to stay, and I don't think mm. that's going to stop for years. No. So if we do downscale, we've got to make sure we've got a lot of camp beds or we're <laughs> going to have to have some bunk beds or something, yeah, or a shed. So that's a that's a genuine thing. Mm. Um, the second thing is, of course, that, that you might really like your area, and it's not easy to find properties in areas. I know mm. in the village I live, I mean, I had a slip through the door. We've been desperately trying to find a family home for the last two years in this area. Mm. So in certain areas of the country... It's very difficult to find property and you might really, again, it helps your well-being. You've got your support structure, your friends. You might not want to move away. It yeah, might, might not be possible. Yeah, you've got the GP and you've got all the yeah, services yeah. and you know them and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the third thing, of course, the, and I call this the intangible but very important, is that emotional connection with the family home. Yeah. Often when your world is becoming simpler and perhaps smaller, mm. um, and particularly with families dissipating and being all over the place and, and widespread, 
uh, spread now. The family home often is the sort of anchor emotionally of many people, yeah. and it holds lots of memories. Yeah. Now, obviously, whether those three things we've just discussed trump, you know, um, the, the hard realities of it. But the, that's what I'm trying to say is that there's a genuine reason why lots of people don't want to sell their family home and do what's logical yes. or rational or economically the best thing, right? Because, you know, we're Who'd want to do that? No, absolutely. <laughs> but let's go on to, let's assume that you don't want to sell your home for whatever reason and you do want to release equity. There, mm. there are two simple routes of doing it, okay? And mm. they have different implications. So one is where you sell a proportion of your home. You physically sell it to the equity release provider. So okay. they own part of your home. Yep. The amount you can release from that uh, tends to be relatively small because what they do is they also take they take um, a proportion of obviously the increase in the value. Yeah. But the amount that they get in ownership is normally more than the amount they give you of the market value. Of so in very simple terms, let's mm. just say it was a hundred thousand pound house. Yeah. And let's say that they gave you twenty five thousand pounds. They might want forty to fifty percent ownership of your home. Okay. So it's quite a big price yeah, to yeah. pay. Absolutely. But you're guaranteed to live in your house for the rest of your life. You do get some of the increasing in value mm. from the bit that you retain. And thirdly, you get the choice to do what you want with the money. Yeah. Okay. Now, the other type of loan, and this is particularly relevant for people who've already got an existing loan as they approach retirement or ceasing to work, or, or people who don't like the idea of selling their home, mm. any of it, is that you take a mortgage, a lifetime mortgage secured mm -hmm. on the property at a fixed rate of interest, but the interest rolls up. Okay. So typically you might borrow, let's say, 40% of the value of your property or 35%, say a third of the value of your property. Yeah. And they guarantee that you'll never owe them with rolled up interest more than the value of the home. Okay. Now, what's interesting about that is there are different types of ones and some of them allow you while you've got income to actually pay them the interest so it doesn't roll up. Right. So if you've got pension income mm -hmm. or other dividend income and you can meet that while perhaps you don't need care or you're fitting well or mm. you've got a part-time job or something, that's a genuine opportunity so that you can actually keep paying them the interest for the benefit of the money Yep. And only start having it roll up as an option when you haven't got enough income or you need to use that income to meet other needs. Yep. So the beauty about that is you continue to have all the upside and the value. The loan that you've got is deductible from your estate for inheritance tax, mm -hmm. which is what's paid on your estate you know, if you, if you die. And you're free to do what you want with the, the, the money. And the beauty of most of these is that you can actually move home as well, subject to the home being sufficient uh, security okay. and paying a fee and what have you. It is quite complex. Um, first of all, should you downscale? Should you sell part of your home in return for a smaller amount of money? Mm -hmm. Or should you take a lifetime mortgage mm -hmm. with or without rolling up the interest? And that's why there are specialist uh, financial advisors that okay. specialise in this area, and it is a specially authorised area to get advice on, who can actually walk you through your options. And right. they don't normally charge for the initial assessment, and then they normally charge you to give the advice and then they charge you to arrange the actual mortgage. And where do you find these people? In you know, in a traditional bank or building society? No, no. These okay. are specialist firms. So okay. if you if you do a web search for equity release advisors, um, obviously you would have to wade through some of the you know, there's yeah. there's lots of stuff there, but you will find there are actually four companies are the largest in the market. The biggest uh, in the market is key retirement right. um, strategies and they're very bona fide, but there are <laughs> other companies as well. I think Kia, in fact, um, deal with some like 40% of the equity release market. And there's a very important point to make about this. Some of you, the subscribers and listeners will be thinking back to the 80s and early 90s when they heard of bad things about equity release. Yeah. And people kind of, you know, Massive were robbed of this. Say, yes, and, and people being thrown out of their houses. Well, yeah. all that's gone. Okay. Because in order oh. to be able to offer 
either type of equity release product, it has to meet a certain criteria and they have to sign up to the safe home income plans uh, yeah. r- regulations. So essentially, they all have to follow a certain kind of rules of the road, as it were. But it is important to get advice. Um, but it goes back to this thing when we were talking about care, long-term mm-hmm. care planning. Stand back and think through what you might do well before you need it. Yeah. And think through what are the implications for retaining the home? Mm. What's the implications for releasing funding? And let's face it, it's not unreasonable for you to release money from your home and want to stay in it. But here's mm. the point. You need to be very clear about the implications for your potential estate beneficiaries because they're the ones ultimately are going to have a lower return uh, from the estate when you finally take your last breath. And what you don't want is disgruntled um, sons and daughters and other beneficiaries kind of saying, where's all the money? And and this is the problem. (laughs) Mum and dad didn't know what they were doing. So it's really important to do this before you need the money. It's important to take advice where obviously you're you're thinking about taking these products. Mm. And it's also important to think very clearly what is important to you and then work out whether these products or this way of accessing money makes sense to you. Sure, that's really helpful. Just um, on a lifetime mortgage, does it matter how old you are when you apply? Yes, yes. Virtually all these products, um, as far as I'm aware, the earliest age is 55 that you can take them out. But really the better terms, you don't tend to get... So, for instance, if you're going to sell part part of your home Mm. for equity release, Mm. you don't tend to get very good terms if you're very young. You start to get the better terms when you're in your mid to late 60s, early 70s. The average age, actually, of people who use these products is about early 70s. But as I say, whether you use them in your early 70s or earlier, the key is to think about them before. Think about how would I plug the gap in my plan? And that's why you need, if you do take financial advice, Mm. to take financial planning advice from someone who provides planning help, who can do a lifelong cash flow, who can work out what ifs, who can sort of, together you can work out what the picture of your wealth might look like with different levels of spending. So you can see how long-term care comes into this. You've got to think about things in the big picture and coordinate it and in a holistic way. Thank you, Jason. That's brilliant. I now understand a bit more about equity release. That's really helpful. Uh, And that's it for this episode of Age Space Money. Thank you all for listening. And thanks, as always, to our lovely producer, Sally Spurring of Wire Free Productions. If you've enjoyed this episode and it's been useful, please do rate and review us so more people can find us. You can listen and subscribe to Age Space Money on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts by clicking on the subscribe button. And you can get lots more information on elderly care, advice and support at agespace.org. And there are more editions of the Age Space Money podcast about funding care, financial organisation, legal powers of attorney and making wills. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you can join us next time.